Welcome to the Sports Fan, and it appears we're going to have some inclement weather headed our way. I'm Russ Helpman, your host this evening, joined alongside Troy Bolin and Lucas Moore. Great to have you into our Thursday program presented by J&K Contracting. If you want to get in on the conversation throughout the show, go ahead and dial 740-592-6646 on that cellular or landline device. Fellas, we got to lead it off with the, with the biggest story in the area, the Athens Bulldogs baseball team is district champions once again third time in four years if i'm not mistaken after a oh, yeah. epic nine inning free baseball five to four walk-off double from peyton gale gives the bulldogs the victory over the warren warriors and it was an incredible baseball game it was a lot of fun to listen to last night with uh, troy giving the the beautiful color commentary on the call and lucas giving us the videos on twitter you can go ahead and check those out posted on his twitter account was it more lucas right yeah, at more, at more lucas? lucas i posted the only video i posted i apologize athens fans i got a video of the final out um or the final hit from uh peyton but the video is upside down and like i'd have to i would have had to go back to a video editor that i don't have right now and then flip it and it was just and i knew somebody else would post it so i have a video up and it's warren tying the game so if you want to see that yeah there you go go right ahead. it's trial and error it's trial and error and that's kind of what it was throughout the baseball game it was back and forth fellas one one went to two two it was a lot of ties a lot of lead changes got extra innings two innings of them and then peyton gale with what two outs Basically back against the wall for the Athens Bulldogs. They were down 4-3 to three at the moment of this hit. He hits the two-run double, clears the bases, and it was a really cool scene seeing all those guys run out on the field and just celebrate as a team. They're district champions once again and going to the semifinal of the regional, ch- regional state playoffs in the OHSAA baseball season. Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, just a little bit of fortune that outfield pulled in. They were scared of a single beating them and... Peyton Gale just, I think, what would have been a routine fly ball under normal circumstances, it's a double. And uh, it's about situations in this game. And, man, that, w- that was just so fun to watch. I'd, I have never been, and I- I'll say this this honestly, I've been to a lot. I've been to a state Final Four. Mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of really important high school baseball games. In terms of everything that makes a sporting event, atmosphere, um, quality of play, Back and forth, right? Drama. Don't know what's going to happen. Twist till the end. And in baseball, pace is important. This game had every single aspect that you wanted. This was the best high school baseball game I have ever watched. And honestly, in person, if you take out professional games, even though I've done 74, 42, 42 games of summer collegiate baseball, Mm -hmm. plus covering high school and then playing, that honestly might have been the most exciting, most well-played best game I've ever watched uh, in person. That's how special that was. I probably wouldn't be saying this if Warren had come out on top. I think <laughs> Athens winning it probably helps my emotion here. Um, but it was an incredible, incredible event. And Troy, I don't think I've ever seen a game where the team leading going into the final inning gives it up. The game's tied. They get the ball back and they get one, two, three. And in the top frame of the next inning, they get their back against the wall Basically, they have a chance to win the game. There's two outs. They had all they had to do was get one more out, up what three to two, and the Warren Warriors get that crucial, crucial out in what I believe was the it was the bottom of the seventh inning, and they come back and then you get the exact same scenario flipped in the uh, in the bottom of the ninth. And I had never seen that type of scenario play out within two to three innings in that late of a period in the baseball game. Yeah, that's what made it fun, but it also made it extremely stressful. Uh, from a, from a fan <laughs> standpoint, um, it, it was truly was a roller coaster, and you know I kind of echo a lot of what Lucas was saying. Uh, and I, I thought it was kind of odd too how the game kind of mirrored itself. It, it just things kept on happening. Each team was doing very very similar things. Uh, Ryan and I were just kept noting in the third and fourth and fifth inning they had the exact same amount of hits. They had the exact same amount of guys left on base. They had exact same scoring opportunities, and neither team could cash in with second and third. Then the other team would get second and third. So that was kind of an odd theme in the beginning. And then as the game transpired, uh, just the, the the whole the way it unfolded was just uh, – it was crazy. It was truly crazy. It was very fun to watch, very difficult to call because uh, I put myself in very difficult situations by doing Athens games. Lucas knows this. He was with me all winter. <laughs> 
And uh, it's tough to be a fan and a radio broadcaster at the same time. And I know all these kids really well. Some of them work for me in the summer. I know their parents very well. I grew up with their parents. So I have uh, just, you know, a, a very, you know, just appreciation for them and a, a likability to all of them. So I, I really did not want to see them lose. And that makes calling the game a little bit more difficult. Uh, but uh, and, I, and I love the scene. I love to watch the young man step up to the plate, a sophomore, and Peyton Gale. I, I've always been a fan of his. Of course, I played against his dad in high school. His dad was unbelievable tailback for Nelsonville, York. And honestly, I don't think I've seen him hit a ball that hard all year. So I think that just adds a little bit to the intrigue and the drama that unfolded because Peyton, is a, is, he's a really great baseball player. He's unbelievable in defense. But he's a nine-hole hitter. But he is a good hitter. He's just a sophomore, though, so he hadn't seen the experience and the pitches of varsity pitching until this year. Mm-hmm. So it took him a little while to get going. But he, you know, he, was an always, he always gets on base. He gets walked hit by pitches, he'll get singles, and he wreaks havoc on the Bates pass. But he has, in the last five or six games, I think adjusted to varsity pitching very well and is actually playing really good baseball and hitting the baseball well. Just I hadn't seen him put a little bit of power behind the, the ball that we watched last night get hit, and I think that was kind of cool. And then just throw in the fact that it was Warren. Yeah. Man, that's 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 what makes the story, man. Oh, yeah. For you especially, too. Oh, it's <laughs> I've been on the other end of so many defeats to that team. Uh, and I've watched similar games as last night, but we always lose those. So for me personally, and a lot of Athens people that have watched a lot of those games, to watch it unfold like that was just uh, it just made it a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit more fun. The, the the fact that it was Warren. Yeah, and Warren was coming off basically two incredible late inning victories in these playoffs, but they were denied in the five four victory and were denied a district title by Coach Todd Newsom's Athens Bulldogs baseball team. Coach Newsom joining us right now. And Coach, just kind of describe to me the the roller coaster of emotions that you went through and what that dugout went through, basically from the end of that sixth inning all the way through that ninth inning two-out double that Peyton Gale was able to smack the center field. Boy, it was, um, it was up and down. Um, it made me about uh, 15 years older. I know that. <laughs> I, uh, she's, I, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a heck of a game. I know that. It, you know, it looks like you know we're uh, these kids just didn't quit. Uh, they know there's no uh, no clock in this game, and uh, they just uh, battled to you know they got their three outs, and thank goodness they they never got three outs. Yeah, you mentioned that the kids didn't quit, Todd. Is there anybody specific? Because from watching from the stands, you can kind of look at body language, but you aren't hearing what's going on in the dugout. There was a moment in that top of the ninth inning when you were down 4-3. I look out onto the field, and it felt like the energy was just gone. Now, the only one I saw that was like, come on, we're good, we're fine. Carson Baker, the catcher, who I know he's a really high-energy kid. I love him. But, you know, anybody else you want to give credit to for maintaining that belief in that composure to push through, push through an early out in that bottom of the ninth and win the game the way you did. Yeah. You know, um, you probably see a little bit that they were, you know, one out away from winning. And I'm sure, you know, they were, uh, the kids were, uh, you know, kind of doubting themselves a little bit, but, um, you know, you know, we get that guy on Jack, I think got the hit. And, uh, and then, you know, then they start believing a little bit again and, and I get back to back walks, and uh, it sets the stage. Oh yeah, what do you think when Peyton came up to the plate? Oh, you know Peyton, not just uh, uh, like um, you guys were saying. You know he's uh, he's been coming on. Um, you know, uh, uh, like uh, you know, he hadn't been hitting the ball. Um, you know, he's been hitting the ball square, uh, but he hasn't been uh, driving the ball. But we've seen him in BP. Um, he can uh, he he can you know square it up and and hit it. Um, uh, you know, he can hit the alleys and hit the gaps, and but uh, that was uh, kind of su- surprised right there in that situation. Hey, I got a good question for you, Todd. Uh, a big moment in the game uh, for me personally was when they load the bases and Nate Trainer starting to struggle a little bit. Uh, just uh, you could tell it was hot out there. What was or was this decision made to go to Reese Wallace before the game started? Because I, you know, I personally felt like Reese Lonis was your number three. I haven't really got to see Reese Wallace pitch a whole lot of one game. I think because you, you, never, you never pitched him at home. That's the only games we watched. Was that predetermined, or was that a feeling that you got during the game that you felt you could just trust Reese? And, and if so, why? Um, you know, Reese is he's uh, he, he throws strikes. Um, 
his ball sinks for him a lot. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of trust in him. Um, we just felt, you know, that way we could just swap uh, uh, Nate and him short and uh, pitcher. And, uh, yeah, we just uh, he just came in. And uh, he, he's been coming in relief, you know, most of the year. He started – I mean, he's had two no-hitters. But uh, we, we've, we've been going to him here, um, you know, when – you know, late in the game stuff. Well, I, Todd, we have to ask at least one tough question. I know it's pretty easy uh, the day after a victory to lay a bunch of softballs at you. But, you know, most most commentators would say you probably left Nate Trainer in a batter or two too many. What was that decision like in the dugout? Nate has been a stalwart for you all year. He's a grinder, and I guarantee Nate was probably on the mound. Do not take me off. But just talk me through that decision in the dugout. Because the game was there, it felt like Nate was losing it. I was kind of thinking maybe we should pull him. Um, just take me through that decision. Yeah, well, he had 22 pitches, I think, left to get him at 125. Uh, you know, he wanted the baseball, so you know, we thought you know he, he's uh, got a lot of experience out there. So you know, we just thought that uh, he was our best shot. Um, you know, did we discuss who we we're going to next? Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I would do that uh, ten out of ten times. Uh, give give Nate a shot there in that seventh, seventh inning. Coach Drew Huffman, the uh, the pitcher on the mound for the Warren Warriors, kind of kind of lost his control a little bit in the uh, in the last frame of this ball game. Was there a message you gave to the guys coming up to face him after you saw him make those two walks of making sure that they get the right pitch that's in the zone, make him throw strikes and and make him go out and win this game for the Warriors, don't go out there and lose it by chasing stuff outside the zone? Uh, yeah, um, you know, we heard that, you know, he's had some arm issues and he usually has only gone, uh, you know, one to two innings. Uh, they usually used him as a closer. Uh, you know, that was in the fourth inning. So we felt that he this could be it. This could be his inning where, you know, he, he starts, um, you know, um, Losing a little bit out there, and uh, you know we told the kids, you know, be, you know, we were taking up to one strike there late in the game, and um, uh, told the kids to be patient, look for that fastball, and see what we can do. Get on base, find a way. Coach, I know it's only a day after, but we're looking ahead. St. Clairsville Regional Semifinal. You got any sort of information on them? Slash, how are you going to prepare for this program's third regional semi in four years? Well, that's we're working on it. Um, we got uh, contacts out there working to get us some stuff. Um, I don't know much about them. Um, I know their AD was the old Alexander AD called me today, uh, wanting to know if we were going to play any games between uh, now and next Thursday because they were thinking about it and they were uh, telling us that we could come and watch them if if we let them know that if we were playing, then they could come and watch us. But um, I don't have any plans right now of. Uh, of scheduling a game. It's a pretty nice offer, though. I mean, that's who wants to drive to St. Clairsville to watch a, yeah, a scout yeah. game? It's not like St. Clairsville's <laughs> right around the corner, man. But know, uh, it's still but, a nice offer, though. I, I, yeah, I, guess, I, I think I would, though. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> I know we know you would. I went to St. Clairsville once. That was for the Trimble uh, playoff game, the state semifinal. Man, that is a haul. It's kind of a nice advantage for you guys. It's a 2 o'clock game. Uh, you can kind of treat it. It's going to be a little abnormal being two, but just think of those guys. They're going to have to get up at like I don't know, leave at what nine a.m. You think from St. Clairsville to get down here? Yeah, I'd say it's what three hours. Yeah, yeah, on a bus yeah. at least. Yeah, big. You know, it's, it's uh, a little vantage there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. We, we'll is. take them all. We'll take them all. There hey, you go. Uh, yeah, let absolutely. me ask you something else before you get off here. Uh, you coached. Uh, what was it? That Legion team a while back. Then you guys get to the state tournament. You did, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we did. I think it was uh, 2000. Yeah, you had that really good team. Was there any games yeah. uh, in that run? Because that's always a real big obstacle, getting out of the 8th District to the, to the state tournament. It's, it rarely happens for Athens. Um, where would you stack last night's game up against maybe some of the uh, games that you kind of uh, experienced during that run? I'll tell you, in all my days of playing and coaching, uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a better game than that one last night. Wow. With the ups and the downs and the backs and forwards, and you know, um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't really, uh, yeah, that was that was top. That's on top of my list right there. Last night, <laughs> I don't blame you, man. It was that was awesome. What did that uh, coach? What did, what did my man Ryan Lindley say to you after the game? Was he a uh, pretty cool guy about it? I mean, he had to be a little little disgruntled. Uh, you know, he just said good luck. He he was um, real positive and wished us well. 
There you go. All right, Coach Newsom, really appreciate you coming on the program this evening. Victorious Athens Bulldogs, district champions for the third time in four years, 5-4 victory over the Warren Warriors. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Coach Newsom. Hey, thank you. I just want to say, I just want to thank all our uh, fan support, too, um, all the people coming out. It was a great atmosphere there last night. Yeah, that was probably the biggest baseball crowd I've ever seen, um, for at least us locally. That, that was awesome. Yeah, we praised them all game. I thought that was really cool that they would come out like that and, and support Athens baseball. Even even a few years ago when we had Sano and we were really good, the crowd wasn't as big as it was last night, and I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah good job. Was. Right, Coach. Really appreciate your, t- hey. appreciate your time, and good luck against St. Clairsville. Uh, Bring right. home that trophy. Thank you, guys. Always love to get Coach Newsom on. And oh, yeah. The- and you know how special that comment is he made well, saying how – it was, that that, was the that, this was the best game, game he's, he's ever been a part of. Yeah, he's been he, a coach a long time. He played college baseball. Yeah, so like he played in that stadium as a college baseball player. There you go. And this game tops. I might have been the most fully seen that stadium. Just looking at how, no, how. I mean, I think that they didn't beat some of the the Copperheads numbers, but I, that crowd was bigger and more energetic than the crowd that came to watch the Bobcats play the Ohio Buckeyes, State. Yeah. So and it was kind of buoyed by a big Warren crowd too because they oh, they yeah. travel really well. They actually took over most of the section behind the dugout, which I thought was kind of rude. You're only, you're supposed to split it at home plate, but they just like brought all their fans clear over almost to the Athens side. I guess it's first come first serve, but you're supposed to be considerate. Stop your fan base at home at home plate. They should put like the combo put a like a, some or, some yellow tape up or something. But, I don't know. They expected that type of crowd. Uh yeah. Well, Coach Horsley. I mean, he knows that you know these two teams, these two schools, and he knows Warren brings a lot of people. But I, it is first come first serve. That's how it's always been. But I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Beginning of the game, there's some Athens fans that weren't fans that weren't happy about it. Like, hey, man, can you share this part of the, the field? That's how it's supposed to be. And uh, but I. I it, I'm trying to think if I agree with Coach Newsom or not. I'm thinking I'm going back in my brain here. There was, uh, boy, there was the, the 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 year Athens won the state championship in Legion baseball in 1990. I witnessed some amazing games during that run, and and that was at the old Troutwine Field. You guys wouldn't even believe this, but the old Troutwine used to be across from Peden, mm-hmm. where Grover, you know, where Grover Center is, that big open field there yeah. where they got trees. That used to be the Ohio baseball field. Wow! Uh, you could actually, if you hit a home run to the left field, you would hit the pool deck of the the natatorium <laughs> i mean you'd have to hit it really far i would have been a heck of a hit but i, I believe it had been done before but that's where the field was and i watched uh, some unbelievable games but since it was so long ago i'm having a hard time like saying oh this one was better last night was uh it's pretty awesome and of course it's all it's all kind of solidified with the hit in the win yeah because if it didn't have that part of it i'd have been like man that game was horrible yeah, that was yeah. Like the worst well, I would have said it was a great game, but yeah. that ending pushed it over the top for me in terms of the definition of a roller coaster type of win. When you look at the win probabilities on ESPN, if they would have yeah. had one of those, it would have been it would have been like a Richter scale. Of a I mean, it would have went for like Athens had two outs, Nate Trainer on the mound. You know, you thought they were going to win. You know, I had my cell phone out getting ready to record the celebration, um, and then it just flipped. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what's so great about baseball; it can flip like that, and you never know what's going to happen. It, yeah, that's a good. That's record. a really good point that. It's totally different than other sports because the way it went, the way it flowed, is nothing like anything else. It it, it literally could be anything all yeah. the time. I mean, it doesn't matter. Major League Baseball, Pee Wee Baseball, the the level, level Lucas coaches. I mean, you just don't know how things are going to unfold from inning to inning. The flow, the competitiveness, could be errors or could not be errors. You know, as as great of a game it was, I still think there were a lot of missed opportunities. Last night on both yeah. sides, they left twelve. I think they left twelve or thirteen yeah, men they, on base. They, 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 like it that. wasn't perfect baseball. Yeah, there yeah, were some was, things that happened, but it was cleanly like it was just it was well played. Like mm-hmm. there, I felt like there were a lot of good at bats. I feel like the pitchers were fairly much in the zone. There weren't a lot of wild pitches. There weren't a lot of errors. Only the one in the game. You know what? My favorite play of the game was without a doubt was Carson behind the plate drops down, blocks it, and then he like grabs the baseball and then just feet not even set, completely off balance threw across his body and just a dart to second base. Now, it was a close call. Might have been safe. But the fact that it was even a call was just incredible to see from Baker. And I know that that was an important out in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't recall exactly when that happened. but No, no, that's a real – I'm glad you said that because we, Ryan and I really highlighted that and we wanted to go back to it saying that could be the play of the game because it was late. It was like seventh inning. It was a big play. And I if Warren – that was the leadoff runner for Warren. If he would have made it to second with no outs, 
this we could have lost. We could have lost that game. They would have got him to 30, probably would have scored. Athens doesn't score in that following yep. inning. So it was a huge play. It was a, just a, a very, very important play, but we lost sight of it. And I'm glad you brought it back up because me and Ryan forgot about it last night too in the post game. Yeah. But that was a huge play. I'm pretty well, sure it was, that was just top of seven. It was an incredible throw. I mean, I haven't seen a throw like that at the high school level from a catcher in a long time either. I mean, it was just, it wasn't across his body. I'm not, he was moving to his left and kind of picked up the ball and as mm-hmm. a right-hander kind of threw it falling away. And it just like sliced in. It was just a dart. Yeah, it may have been top of eight. Top of seven or top of eight. For me, though, the key still is Reese Wallace coming in with the bases loaded. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was huge. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, th- this kid is not... Was it? I don't think considered one, two, or three. I think there was, you know, trainer it was, it was Cornwell, it was Lonas, and they just put that kid in that spot when a base is loaded with that huge crowd. I mean, <laughs> just the, the amount of pressure. I mean, I would have caved. I would have just crushed. I would have threw four balls. They would have went to the backstop. I would have walked in that run, and man, that kid came up there and got that out. That was huge. But this is this is this is what great programs do. The nine hole hitter hits the walk off, mm-hmm. and your fourth best pitcher makes the most important outs. That's what great franchises. That's what great organizations, and that's what great high school programs constantly do. And much credit to Chris Stewart for building the program up to this point, and then much credit for Coach Newsom and his staff for continuing to carry it on because last year, arguably the most important player to Athens run was their nine hole hitter. Carson Baker, and now their nine-hole hitter the next year has the most important hit probably in Athens baseball recent history. Definitely, that's just incredible. And he comes out to the mound to settle down the pitcher with with runners on second and third, and, and with an opportunity for them to win the game right there. Exactly. It was just it, they're so well coached. It's a great program. Um, I'm really proud to be a part of it a little bit, and uh, I think they're just going to keep winning district championships and keep winning TVC titles. I don't see the end of this run anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I want to take your go way one step further though. Uh, the, the, all that is built actually in the Sandlot program. The Sandlot, or there's just so many kids being taught the game of baseball at a young age. They're actually taught a lot of those things before they reach, before they reached Coach Stewart or Coach Newsom. Our baseball program is phenomenal. You don't even realize that other places don't have anything close to what we have. That's no. a great point. And uh, and then. If they're lucky enough to get some good guys on your level, Lucas, which uh, you know, I hope you're doing a good job. Uh, I think we are. You know, you're kind of bridge that gap between that Sandlot League and then before they get into high school. Uh, so I think it goes a lot further than just what they do at the high school level. I mean, that thing goes all the way down to f- five and six year olds uh, playing over there on the the replicated Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Nobody has that in their their towns. I mean, unless you live in Cincinnati or you know some of the bigger cities. So. Credit those guys too, uh, uh, Mr. Swartzel, uh, the guys that just kind of created that Sandlot a long time ago, and uh, it's just it's paying dividends now, big time. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Five four victory in the district title for the Athens Bulldogs baseball program. They are district champions, and they're matching up with Saint Clairsville on May thirtieth at two p.m. Right back there at Bob Wren Stadium, going for a shot at the regional title if they can take out St. Clair's. But we're going to run to a break here on the Sports Fan. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of Ohio baseball. They got Coach Smith's record in the playoff, or the MAC playoffs, to 9-0 yesterday. We'll check in on their matchup against CMU and talk about a new face in the Ohio basketball program. All that next on the Sports Fan, 97 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. Don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Are you looking for new ways to connect with friends without breaking the bank? WellWorks is now offering Fitness for Youth, personalized classes at your convenience with your friends. At WellWorks, if you want it, we want to help you achieve it. That's why we're offering private group fitness classes at exceptional prices. Let's work together. Grab a group of friends and connect with us to design your unique class. Learn more at ohio.edu slash wellworks. Wellworks is an initiative of the College of Health Sciences and Professions at Ohio University and is open to the community. Did you know that April is Donate Life Month? Lifeline of Ohio, as well as many other partners from around the country, create activities throughout the month of April to educate and encourage people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors, as well as celebrate those who have saved and healed lives through the gift of donation. 
There are over 117,000 men, women, and children awaiting life-saving organ transplants. And another person is added to that list every 10 minutes. Be the difference. Register as an organ, eye, and tissue donor today by visiting lifelineofohio.org. Click on the Register tab. It's easy and takes less than two minutes. So what can you do to help increase organ, eye, and tissue donation? First, register your decision online at lifelineofohio.org. Then tell your family and friends about your decision to donate life. And finally, ask those friends and family members if they are registered donors. Help Lifeline of Ohio and donate life. Celebrate the gift of life and sight by becoming a donor today. Visit lifelineofohio.org today to register and learn more. Do you have aching feet, heel pain, or ankle problems? Some foot issues just can't be fixed by those expensive shoe stores or with shoe inserts. It's important that you find and fix the real problem and not just treat the symptom of foot and ankle pain. A foot exam from a doctor of podiatric medicine, who is the medical expert in foot and ankle pain, may answer your questions. Our doctors will provide important foot care solutions after doing a complete foot examination that a shoe store just can't do. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet based on their education, training, and experience. The Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association's members are located throughout Ohio and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. If you suffer from foot, heel, or ankle pain, let us help you find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association so you know you are being treated by the very best. Visit us at associationsadvanceohio.com for a referral today. Sometime in 1951, Eddie Seaman opened a neighborhood grocery store on West Union Street in Athens, Ohio. Featuring fresh produce and milk from just down the road, Eddie Seaman strived to provide exceptional service and deliver his personal best. At Seaman's Grocery, they honor his vision today. Offering a large selection of locally produced products, Seaman's Grocery offers local produce, seasonal items, fresh baked goods, and regional specialties. They are bringing the old neighborhood store to a new level. Siemens Grocery, 305 West Union Street, Athens. Sports fan on 97 WATH. Welcome back to our beautiful program What's this up? evening. Lucas Moore, Troy Bowen, joining myself, Russ Heltman. If you want to get in on any of this beautiful sports talk we're about to dive into through the 6 o'clock hour, go ahead and dial 740-592-6646. All right, guys, we talked about it on uh, on Tuesday, day before the start of the Mid-American Conference Tournament. Coach Rob Smith and none of us in the room. And, and Troy wasn't on the show at the time, it was Ryan Boyd, but none of us knew that Coach Rob Smith, leader of the Ohio Bobcats baseball program, was undefeated in Mid-American Conference tournament play. Had never lost a game, won the title in 2015 and 2017, the only two times that he has led the program to the Mid-American Conference tournament. Got that to another victory yesterday. They, he stayed perfect, stayed on top of it, but... They fall for the first time in the tournament today. Just went final about five minutes ago, guys, to Central Michigan, 18-9. to And now Ohio will either play at 10 a.m. tomorrow or 2 p.m., and it's going to depend on the winner of Ball State versus Northern Illinois. I still think they have a decent chance to get out of the MAC tournament, maybe notch the, the MAC title, but Central Michigan has just been a buzzsaw all year long. They're so loaded in that lineup. And it, it kind of, I mean, 18 to 9, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to take out the top seed in the conference. Yeah, it seems like uh, when you get to 18 to 9, it's pretty discouraging. But you're still in the tournament. And With your number one starter on the mound, yeah, too, Eddie but you're, Cutt. you're still in the tournament, and it's still baseball. But the win against Kent State, I mean, they don't have to win again this year yeah. for this to be an incredible turnaround by Rob Smith and an incredible coaching job. Coaching job. So let me, let me, let me preempt. They should not have been as bad as they were to start the season. That is a real criticism on the recruiting that has been done at Ohio and the inability to retain some guys throughout the season and the inability for some guys to develop or be as good as they thought they would be coming in. I, you know, We know two guys that played for the Copperheads that were high potential guys that did not pitch for the team this year in Cole Shinsky and Derek Carr, mm-hmm. right? That's... I, like I, we love Cole and Derek had some really good stuff, yeah. right? But those guys never contributed, and that happened a lot throughout this team, and that's why they started so poorly. But he made it up for with the coaching, mm-hmm. right? Recruiting's a crapshoot. Coaching is guaranteed. If you're a good coach, you will make guys better by the end of the year. And Rob Smith is 100 percent a good coach. 
Look what Kenny Ogg did. This guy was dead in the water. He was near a 7 ERA. He was completely unreliable. You would be lucky to get five innings out of him. And he goes a complete game against Kent State. Kent State, who has the most MAC championships of anybody in the Mid-American Conference. They are a historic program. And he gets Kenny Ogg all the way back. It's that ERA down to 5.3 throughout this season. And then in the tournament, Kenny Ogg pitches a complete game. That's coaching Rob Smith. 100%. He's been a pitching coach his entire career. And he could have thrown Eddie Cutt out there, his number one starter. And he, but he trusted he trusted Ogg. He trusted the senior. And it was just like, that's just coaching. When I saw Kenny Ogg throw a complete game, I went, okay, Rob Smith can coach pitching. That's, that's 100% guaranteed. If he just gets the right guys in there, they can be really special because he's that good of a coach. The fact that they've won a tournament game after the start they had. I mean, I remember talking to people and they would laugh when you'd mention... I mean, remember early in the season, like, you think this team would make the MAC tournament? Ha! They're under 200. They had the craziest average. stat slash line I'd ever seen. They had like a 6 ERA, <laughs> and they were under 200. They were horrible. They were awful. They were the worst team in the conference by far. Yeah. And they turned it around, and they won a tournament game. And it, it's an incredible job. If they somehow win this MAC championship, it's the best coaching turnaround I've ever seen. But all credit, where credit is due by Rob Smith, hopefully the next couple of recruiting classes are a little bit better so you don't get that type of start again. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I just I think it's it's something that you have to be proud of if you're an Ohio baseball fan. And really now it's just about Rudy Rote and kind of submitting his le- legacy in my eyes as arguably the greatest collegiate at the collegiate level. And, of course, Mike Schmidt, he's he's always probably going to be the greatest baseball player to ever come through this program. Yeah, he, he but, raked here, too. Yeah, and, but I, I think, think we just got to leave Mike Schmidt there at number one. Yeah, and I think Rudy Rode has a chance to really put himself in that pantheon of when we look back on his career 10 years from now of just how impressive he was in an Ohio Bobcats uniform. I could, I don't have the exact stats on me right now as to whether or not he did break the hits record today. He was only two hits away in the matchup against uh, in, against Central Michigan for the all-time hits record in the uh, in the program history. But I, I think he is he has got to be appreciated by all Bobcat fans as one of the greatest players to ever come through Ohio Bobcats program or the Mid American Conference. At that, yeah, this year, let me tell you, I did all my sportscast for tomorrow morning. Uh, he leads the Bobcats in batting average, hits, doubles, home runs, RBI, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, and uh, his three seventy-seven is uh, 40th in the nation right now. That's a pretty good player. Yeah. It's, yeah but it's, you know, for me, it's like you have the two-time MAC player of the year, and yet you're scratching and clawing just even to make the MAC tournament as a sixth seed. Yeah. So that is kind of disappointing. It's a great player on a on a team that um, you know you wish wish they could have done more with him. Yeah, said more more around him. That that's going to be disappointing a little bit, I guess, in the eyes of some. Uh, but I don't know. Dude, it's hard but to recruit like, hey, if they okay, if they win the next few games though, which is possible because it's baseball, right? Now they have two MAC championships in his career, and now that storyline kind of flips. Right? And I think the talent right, yeah, disparity yeah, between CMU and yeah. the rest of the conference is pretty large. So they have a chance like, yeah. against Northern Illinois, against Ball State. These are teams they've taken out this year. They have not beaten CMU. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but it's baseball, man. I like <laughs> predicting baseball. I, I always say this before I ever predict baseball, whether it be a playoff series or anything. The only rational time you can pick baseball as a sports commentator and be actually confident about it is when you're picking a 162 game season. Yeah. Because things roll out. But baseball is weird, man. You get beat in the weirdest ways and the weirdest things happen in that game and it's because there's no clock there's no way to control it look at the reds the other day they go up five nothing on the milwaukee brewers end up losing this game 11 nine yeah we <laughs> fell down we fell down six nothing dead in the water and we won 16 to six like it happens all the time in this game it yeah. is just so unpredictable um but man i, I I'm, I'm happy with ohio baseball I, I don't need to see anymore if they get beat 12 nothing in the next game and they're eliminated i don't really care it's this this was a this ended up being a positive year for the program because of the turnaround because they took a step forward they didn't give up on the coaching staff rob smith is going to be back next year and hopefully just those recruits guys get older yeah and you have a little bit better of a program and a little bit better of a team yeah you keep chipping away and you gotta you, you you're always gonna have rudy wrote right now and maybe maybe for the next 30 years the only player in the history of the mid-american conference to win back-to-back Player of the Year awards. It's never happened before, Rudy. you got to give him big props on that. Let's shift to Ohio basketball. Big-name graduate transfer on his way from Atlanta to the good old beautiful bricks of Athens. Sylvester Ogbanda, originally from Nigeria, played his first three years of eligibility at Georgia Tech. 
He was a player that you, you love the size, six foot ten, two hundred thirty seven pounds. The numbers don't pop out at all. I'm gonna be honest. One point eight points, one point seven total rebounds. But this is a guy that only averaged about six and a half minutes per game, and they really couldn't keep him healthy. Only played nineteen games over the past two seasons. But what does this do, Lucas? I think it kind of seals up and puts some putty over the biggest question mark for Jeff Bowles in this roster going into this fall is whether or not they are going to have the bodies in the front court to kind of complement Ben Vanderplas coming off a of freshman of the year season and not have to use a, a young, not as filled out type of guy like Nate Springs too much to kind of ruin his confidence. I think Sylvester Ogbonda uh, if they can keep him healthy, which it seems it's going to be a little tough to do based on his past injury history, I think he has the body and the size to kind of give you the same kind of intensity that Doug Taylor brought to this team for three, four years under Saul Phillips. Yeah, you just needed a body. Yeah. You needed a big body. And and sometimes basketball is just about finding a big body. And like defensively, the way things operate, especially Mid-American Conference level basketball, where the three-point shooting isn't as deadly, you need that balance. You need that big body. And he's not going to be asked to be a big offensive threat. No, he doesn't need to be. He just needs to be out there to make sure that another big guy doesn't absolutely dominate Ben Vanderplas or somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. That's And it adds depth, right? Exactly. Worst case scenario, Nate Springs is the starter and this guy's adding depth, Yeah. right? Best case scenario, he ends up being a probably 8.10 rebound guy. You That's know, what I was thinking. One could, and a half blocks, right? If you take these minutes per game and... and, and factuate him to like a regular rotation type of player in the ACC, it's going to be about four and a half, five points per game, and seven, eight rebounds. Yeah, he like got that. on the court in the ACC. I think he'll be a guy that can contribute. Um, all credit to Jeff Bowles. He continues to do a really fantastic job. I did not expect this. I'll be honest. I didn't think that he would come in and do as good of a job, connect with the community the way he has. He's literally not taking a taken a misstep this entire process. The only misstep in the entire process in terms of the transition from Saul Phillips to Jeff Bowles was the introductory press conference and the comments from Jim Schaus. I thought they were in poor taste. I didn't like the way they came off. And uh, Saul was beloved. And there was kind of a lot of... It, it didn't feel right. Swept under the rug. Kinda. It, it just didn't feel right. And it felt a little dishonest about the reasons you did it. But Jeff Bowles, hey, he's just... He's proven himself right now. And we, we're going to have to see it on the court, obviously. But I don't think the first couple months of his tenure could have gone any better. I honestly don't think any any coach in the country has had a better two months than uh, Jeff Bowles has yeah. had. A more impressive two months. Yeah. He has the best recruiting class in the school's history. And he, and he took over the job in the offseason. He had like three weeks to pull that off, and he pulled it off. Yeah, and Troy, this team is going to look the most different it's looked basically since Lucas and I have been here. It's going to look as different as it has in the past four to five years in terms of the bodies, the staff on the floor, and hopefully the excitement around campus and the excitement around the Athens area. Yeah, it's a good. how can it not be a good thing? Mm-hmm. Because it's Ohio basketball has not been what it should be, what we're accustomed to. I've always known Ohio basketball to be its best sport. Now that was kind of helped the fact that OU was horrible in football. Yeah. And baseball, well, baseball is baseball. Yeah, we like it. It's fun to watch. But let's be honest, it's not a main sport in Especially terms of college, college athletics. Baseball. I think college softball is probably more popular. I know, right, because of ESPN and all that. And I, I like watching SEC softball. I think it's awesome. But anyway, um, basketball has always been OU's thing, uh, going back even before I was born. So what the, what was happening, the results, just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And it, the, what made it really awkward is that everybody really likes salt. If, so, if it, that had been any other coach, it would have been a completely different yeah, situation. That's, that's Keith Dambrot. Oh, my God. We would be like, good riddance. Get out. Yeah, he, he would have got <laughs> harassed. It would have been the, <laughs> the O'Shea thing all over again, but ten times worse. Uh, and, but uh, and he, Bowles didn't have to work at connecting with the community. He was already beloved by the community before he stepped foot back here in Athens. I mean, we all still oh, love yeah. him as a player, so that was really an easy transition for him. But the recruiting thing, that, that well, you're right, man. That was, yeah. that was awesome. But even guys who aren't, like, I don't remember Jeff Bowles playing. I had no favor for him. I was like, all right, he's an alumni. He has made me, just by seeing him on court street, seeing the interactions, what he's done, reaching out to both the student body and the community, it's only going to make the team more popular. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be, I'm really excited for this season. I think this team could, I think this team's ceiling, because of what I've seen Jeff Bowles do in recruiting, like, I can't put a ceiling on this team right now. Yeah, we don't know. what. I, mean, I can't. Knows? I can't because there's so much new talent coming in. And if Jeff Bowles is this good at recruiting, how good is he going to be game managing 
and uh, how good is he going to be on the floor? I know he was did very well at Stony Brook. So, yeah, the only problem is if he has so much success, he'll be gone. Will he though? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, you, yeah. you think? I don't yeah. know. If Ohio State or somebody comes calling, yeah, those dollar signs. Can now start he calling. he might not make the same mistake as um, Archie Miller. No, uh, who who went was to it? Illinois? Our former coach before before Christian. Oh, for the love of God! He went to yeah, he went to Illinois and then came back to Akron. He's he's coaching Dan in Akron, Brod, right? right? No, Dan Brown left. But I mean, like I think Bowles was smart enough. Gross, yeah, John, John Gross. There you yeah. go. Is not. Um... We are all sports commentators. We should have known that faster. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there are listeners that were definitely screaming at the radio. I know. I you know, I have like one million and forty names in my head at all times. It's but gross. <laughs> I, I I don't think Bowles would make that mistake just because he's a smart guy. But uh, you know, if the right job came calling. I, you know, he's a young guy. I mean, and, and and at the end of the day, he's also human. And when they offer him twice as much money, <laughs> I mean, hey, I love working here. And I've said this a thousand times. If, you know, if Logan Radio calls and says, look, we're going to pay you 24 bucks an hour, I like you guys, but I'm out of here. Yeah. I'll yeah. be up there. I'll be up there tomorrow. So, I mean, money talks all the time. And as much as Jeff Bowles might like Ohio and he has loyalty here, when a $1.2 million contract gets thrown in your face, you're gone. Troy. But come on, you know that you could work in Florida, right? You have a big connection to this place. It's well, that's a different. I'd be risk if they offer me a job in writing, I'd be gone. I don't know, maybe. But let's put it this way: and we're not talking millions. <laughs> we're talking like that's yeah. a million dollar salary. It's a big if there's difference. if there's any coach in the country that would stay here a very long time with success, it is Jeff Bowles. So yeah. whether you believe it's going to happen or not, I don't know. But I know that there's not another coach in the country. That's as good as Jeff Bowles, that if he has major success, will be willing to stay. Will he stay? I don't know. I can't say that for sure. But is there some sort of chance? Because he's an alumni, because he loves the area. He's so excited to move back. Yeah, there's a chance. But let's have him be successful first. Yeah, let's get the success rolling. Having that yeah, conversation. It's, it's true. I mean, but it's a, it's a conversation that just surrounds Ohio athletics. We're a mid-major. We're, we operate in much of the same way as a, a mid-market professional franchise. and. Big name players want to go elsewhere and make more money. Same with coaches, and same. It's just it's all kind of wrapped into one. It's and Jeff Bowles is not impervious to that that lure of, of something bigger and better, and quite frankly, uh, better for him financially. Yeah, we shall see what happens. Big expectations or expectations ramping up for this Ohio ba- basketball team that was basically in the basement just a few months ago before the hiring of the alumni Jeff Bowles. When we come back from this final commercial break, we'll break down some Bengals news in May and talk about Game 5 in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the Sports Fan on 97 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. Don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Looking for a cold beer and a place to cool off? Come take a visit to Mel's Roadhouse, where all are welcome any day of the week. Stop in, kick your feet up, and relax with buckets of beer, a game of pool, and great people. Speaking of pool, try your luck against the other pool sharks in town at the weekly pool tournaments. Or if whaling out of tune is more your game, Mel's even has karaoke nights. Head out to Old 550 for Mel's Roadhouse, a go-to good time. At Siemens Grocery, their customers expect a wholesome, friendly environment when they walk through the door. With Siemens, they mix a little old with a little new, and that's why they stand out from those big box stores. Quality, convenience, and cleanliness is what you'll find when you walk into Siemens Grocery. Eddie's vision still inspires them today, and that's what makes them special. Siemens Grocery on West Union Street, locally owned since 1951. Are you looking for new ways to connect with friends without breaking the bank? WellWorks is now offering Fitness for You. Personalized classes at your convenience with your friends. At WellWorks, if you want it, we want to help you achieve it. That's why we're offering private group fitness classes at exceptional prices. Let's work together. Grab a group of friends and connect with us to design your unique class. Learn more at ohio.edu slash wellworks. Wellworks is an initiative of the College of Health Sciences and Professions at Ohio University and is open to the community. Did you know that April is Donate Life Month? 
Lifeline of Ohio, as well as many other partners from around the country, create activities throughout the month of April to educate and encourage people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors, as well as celebrate those who have saved and healed lives through the gift of donation. There are over 117,000 men, women, and children awaiting life-saving organ transplants, and another person is added to that list every 10 minutes. Be the difference. Register as an organ, eye, and tissue donor today by visiting lifelineofohio.org. Click on the Register tab. It's easy and takes less than two minutes. So what can you do to help increase organ, eye, and tissue donation? First, register your decision online at lifelineofohio.org. Then tell your family and friends about your decision to donate life. And finally, ask those friends and family members if they are registered donors. Help Lifeline of Ohio and donate life. Celebrate the gift of life and sight by becoming a donor today. Visit lifelineofohio.org today to register and learn more. Sports Fan 97 WATH, welcome in the final segment of our program this evening, 6.53 local time, and it is time for Alex Redmond to kind of rethink what he's doing with his off-season program, fellas. Who? Who, who is right? Am I right? He's an offensive exactly. guard. Offensive guard for the Cincinnati Bengals, and that means he is who? He's an offensive guard for the Bengals. He's a player Please who started you. 15 t- games last year, guys. He was penalized 11 times, second highest number behind the uh, the right tackle Bobby Hart, who they unex- inexplicably paid a lot of money to this offseason. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of money. We don't need to talk about that. But he is going to be suspended four games for PED use, apparently stemming back to the middle of the season when he was dealing with a litany of injuries and was uh, circumventing the rules a little bit to be able to continue his uh his his play in that season and be able to start 15 games for this roster. But Lucas, I told you before the show, I don't think there's a player on this roster that Bengals fans would rather get suspended for four games more than Alex Redman. Yeah, I don't think you want anybody suspended, but it's just kind of it doesn't matter. Like I, I don't know. They already signed his replacement in John Miller. <laughs> He's, and that guy's definitely probably comparable to Alex Redman. He's going to start. He's making $5 million and think a about year. it. If Alex Redman was taking PEDs to be as bad as he was... <laughs> like, imagine when he's got to stop because he got caught. Like, I don't think I want him. Like, I get... Like, it's kind of like Barry Bonds. He was a great player. Then he took PD, PEDs to stay great. But if you got to take, you know, performance-enhancing drugs just to get up to serviceable... Like it just kind of is just to get uh, penalized eleven times in, in a full season. Yeah, Amazing. it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot. It's a lot. You know, Bobby Hart was—I think he was fourteen. That's what his number was at. Yeah, maybe Bobby Hart moving to guard, he'll at least be you know average. Oh, he's locked in, man. He's the right tackle. He is the Bengals' right tackle. That's they're, a, they're not going to move him to guard. No, he is the right tackle. This is this is what it's shaping up to be right now because Jonah Williams. This is what it looked like from from Cat Terrell of ESPN and Paul Daner Jr. of the Athletic when they were at OTAs earlier this week. Jonah Williams is going to be the starting left tackle. That's his his natural position. That's what he played a lot at Alabama. He's their number one draft pick this year. They're investing that spot in him. Well, the Bengals Moving, are on what like a three four straight years of their first round pick getting hurt. So yeah, so that's we'll probably won't have him. Knock on wood. Don't want any of that. And then left guard, they're going to move the six foot seven. I think he's like three hundred thirty pounds, Cordy Glenn into a spot that he has not traditionally played. And it, people might think that there's not that big a difference between playing guard and playing tackle, there but is. there's a massive difference. Especially you have to get a game. lot lower. You have to have a lot more leverage. you got to be a lot quicker. The, 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 the plays off the snap happen just a little bit faster, and that can make all the difference between keeping your quarterback healthy and having him get knocked down. And then Billy the Price. center, Billy Price, right guard is going to be John Miller, and right tackle is going to be Bobby so Why are you got, guys even talking Bengals, man? We're no longer we're not even going to be a Bengals affiliate anymore. We're going to be a hey, Browns, listen, man. We got, we got to go yet. Browns talk. What's going on? The, what's going on? <laughs> have out you there? have you worked the contract out with that? What's, we're working what's on, on it, man. Hey, what, did the Browns have somebody suspended for PEDs today? I don't think man, so. Well, are the Browns looking well, to sign Gerald McCoy, which is our yeah, next topic? They're, Wait, they're, they're, they are. There you go. They are looking to sign Odell, Gerald McCoy. not at camp. There's another one. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw Gerald McCoy into that personality mix in Cleveland. I bet that's going to do really well. Well, the Bengals want him. We we want him in Cincinnati. Come on, because there's no. There's no personality on the defense now. You can have a guy like Tell Gerald me this. McCoy. The Bengals with Gerald McCoy and Geno Atkins, can you name me a better defensive line interior combination than that coming into this season? Mm, not off the top of my head. There might well, be. the Rams really lost Adonikin Sue. I was yeah. going to say the Rams because yeah. him and Donaldson are that's what I was, crazy. That's, that's what I was thinking last year. Um, that, that was the big reason why their defense was 
palatable. It would have been really bad without those two guys. Zach Taylor's trying to create the Midwest Rams. And, you know, I respect the effort. I'm just not sure the Bengals have the personnel um, to be what the Rams were. I think um, Cleveland's the Midwest Rams right now. Yeah, with Freddie Kitchens as the head coach. Do you know this man wouldn't have been an offensive coordinator this year? He wouldn't have been. Had the things not gone absolutely haywire in Cleveland, the man wouldn't even be an offensive coordinator. Like, <laughs> guys, go ahead. Cleveland fans, trust him. And I could be dead wrong, and I could be it's Baker's guy, dude. He was FaceTiming in the Great. meeting. No, okay, so, like, I feel like just I could be dead wrong. And this team has so much talent that come November, if Freddie Kitchens is a good coach, which he might be, I don't know, um, come November, the Browns could be in first place, and I could be eating my words. But Cleveland... You are still the Browns. Things have not gone right for you yet, and you have a guy that no other team would hire as a coordinator as your head coach. So just think about that. And then that first-time head coach with a second-year quarterback has the most personality-laden locker room in the league. We've seen this go wrong before. Andy Reid couldn't handle a personality-laden locker room in Philadelphia. It's true. He couldn't handle that. And Andy Reid with this group of talent, he'd go 13-3, and no doubt. So, Browns, you're too good not to make the playoffs this year. And if you don't, it's because you made the wrong hire and you trusted Baker Mayfield to pick his guy, which is probably the guy that was just nicest to him and talked football the best with Baker so Baker could get along and do what he wants. I feel like I'm listening to Coward right now. This is intense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Dorsey's a little bit smarter than that. I want to give him a little bit more credit than just letting Baker Mayfield call the shots with somebody. I mean, Dorsey's had his fingertips all over this thing from day one, so I, I'm going to lean more to him making that decision. All right, guys. Before we get out of here, Game Five, most important game in an NBA playoff series: Raptors, Bucks. Bucks are seven and a half point favorites tonight at home. Who you got? Uh, I got the Bucks narrow, but I think I think the Raptors have them scared a little bit. Hopefully, the home crowd buoys Milwaukee. I, I think this is going to seven. Though. I didn't even know that the NBA playoffs were still going on. I mean, I thought it was over when the Celtics lost. He's taking the Bucks, and that's going to wrap up our program this evening. I'm Russ Elman for Remember Lucas. When the Moore. Celtics were going to beat LeBron. <laughs> You yeah. go out on that. Lucas Moore, Troy <laughs> Bolin. This has been our program, and this has been the Sports Fan on 97 WATH. In our 69th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.